Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. It's us, Andy, it's season three, episode number 28. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Yourself? Well, it's Memorial Day, May yes. 30th, 2022. Happy Memorial Day. We've got a lot of things here going on. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, state high school tournaments are starting for baseball. We're following that on our social media sites. You can see all that fun stuff. Um, college tournaments, baseball and softball, had the selection shows today. So uh, if you get the ESPN app during the day, you can watch a lot of that stuff coming up. Lots of good college baseball there. And just some other fun, tricky uh, stuff we'll talk about today. We're going to cover uh... – first of all, do you have a trivia question, sir? Yes. Before yes, we get to the NBA Finals. Now – we don't cover that much. More of a hockey group here. We'll cover that right. later. Basketball. NBA Finals are starting here on, what, Thursday this week? Yeah. Game, best of seven series. Golden State Warriors against the Boston Celtics. The trivia question is, how many games has Al Horford played in his NBA postseason career with never making it to the finals? That's oh. the question. Plays for the Celtics. Okay. 14-year career playing center for the Celtics. has never made it to the finals. How many games has he played in his postseason playoff career? All right. I'll think first ever. All right. All right. That's the trivia question. Uh, basketball fans will obviously know this, I believe. But uh, the rest of us folks, uh, I just found that out today. We'll be doing some comments here. All right. Get here. First of all, talk about those box scores. Remember, as a kid, I'd always look for the box score in the newspaper, and this is kind of what we saw when we were younger. Yes, this was the information at the box score, and this was beautiful. Today, it's more like this: a little more laid out, more cybermetrics and our stats, more this and that. Now, I've learned to accept this format, but I miss this. I. Sometimes in the morning, if I'm in a rush, I wish this is all it was. I need the bare bones. What happened? You know, they got the long names always abbreviated. You know, it's the it's the Royals and the, and the Cleveland baseball team. I could care less about either one. I just want to know the score. They're both out of it. Just give me the basics. Now, when they start going to this. Do you think it's more because of cybermetrics, or do you think this has a lot to do because of fantasy baseball? Well, good question. I think a little fantasy baseball there. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it, we use baseball at that time of year, but football, the stats are more exaggerated than in the football season. You know, hockey and, ba- and basketball, you see that. The fantasy scores, I think, have made it more, more meat on the line there instead of just here's your box score, at-bats, runs, hits. RBI's done. Now you get based on balls, strikeouts, how many they left on base, their current average. You know, now I we both play fantasy baseball, so these numbers are important, but I can get those off my fantasy baseball site. When it all first started before internet and Google and Fox Sports all had their own sites, the newspaper ad is what you had. That that clipping's all you had for your information for a while. That was it, yes. Yep. And when you had just this, okay, that got you most of your categories. But uh, what's his average at now? I have to figure it out real quick. 
or you have to wait for Sunday's paper to see the league leaders all the time. I hope your guy yes. was up there. You know, so this, these were nice. Younger generation have no idea what this cryptic writing is here. But you look at the one game up here that these are, I just pulled this out of nowhere. This one game here, St. Louis and Chicago. Not any game. And you look at the time down there. An hour and 44 minutes. Yes. Uh, 4,000 people in attendance in Atlanta. So it's had to be late 70s. Or attendance, 4,000 people. It's had to be about late 70s for Chicago and St. Louis where they weren't that good, bigger stadiums. Either early, early, early season was really cold, I'm guessing, or late, one of the two. But that's all you got. Now here you look at this. Oh, my word. All that information. Kind of getting away from box scores. We kind of jump. Crow River League here. We're Class C in Watertown, so we're talking about Class C rankings. These are from last week, and here's just a few people off the site I follow. And each guy's their top ten. Now, it's kind of like in college football. You got the reporters, the AP and the RPI they used to have. Or you got different ones. So we'll see how these all rank. Here, this guy's got Watkins at one, Laconia at two, Milroy three. Uh, Jordan at not. I don't see Watertown on this list. Wow. I, get, I go to Kip's list. He's got Watertown at one, Delano at two, Watkins at four. Uh, Laconia at six, and he's got different teams on there for his. Chad Knudsen, he's got Watertown one, Watkins two, or he's got Jordan five, Laconia. He's got Buckman at 10. I didn't see them on their list. And Aaron Worm, he's got Fairmont one, and Watertown three, Watkins four, Waconia's at two. So they're all kind of thrown all over the place here. Then here's the official Class C rankings. You know, Watkins moves up from six to one. Watertown drops to two. Montgomery, not even ranked. They're up to eight. So a lot of these teams are thrown around on there. And I guess my point is, I know Class C is spread all over the state. God bless Kip. He's a great cover, great writer here for the Howard, the, for the journal, Howard Lake Journal. He can't go up and catch the games up of Bemidji. He can't go catch all these games. So he's kind of more of a regional one. So when I look at this, I take that into consideration. But with modern technology, you should be able to read the box scores and see the notes from other teams if you're going to be ranking them. I think if my job was to rank them, I would read the Bemidji paper, the Duluth paper, where all these other classy teams are, see what's going on. But uh, we got a lot of good teams here, a lot of good rankings going. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, some of the on the website, you know, they've got an official website. Uh, a lot of teams either don't use that or they don't religiously put their box scores in. Right. And so it would be tough to follow all the teams as far as the articles. Uh, but it would be nice if they all had their box scores in, you know, on a, on a two-day leg or something. Um, but some are very religious. They do it religiously. They're, they've got everything in. Some, they don't use the Minnesota Amateur website. Um, At least mainly, you can review on there anyway, you know. Their, lake, their local website. But you're right, you get teams that this is the second ranking, right? The first one came out to kind of start the season. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of fishy, and now it's going to get better as the season goes on. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to filter out. But you're right. 
I, I had to look twice when I saw Montgomery Mallards on the right. list. Now, yeah, only one of the guys did the rankings. I think it was Aaron Worm who even had Fairmont on the top 10. Right. They won the state two years ago, were ineligible last year. But I think a lot of the other writers, the, uh, the folks doing this, either forgot about them, but uh, they didn't really lose any guys. Um, and some weren't even on the top 10. But Fairmont's another one that's going to be are going to be tough. Now, we do have to keep in mind, looking at the Class C, folks are looking at where's Sobieski skis? Where's Young America? These perennial yep. uh, power teams. Where are those teams listed here? We have to keep in mind also the teams that move around. Young America is yep. now playing in Class B this year. Sobieski playing in Class B. They're not in the Class C rankings. So we look at these things, we've got to keep these other uh, peripheral things in mind because, you know, Fairmont should be on there because they weren't last year, and some teams that should have been on there are up in B this year, so teams are also moving around. Uh, but I think it's hard to get these beat writers to do, to do the rankings, so they say, you know what, we get four or five guys who do it, um, mainly covered from your region. You know you're not going to get that much information from the others, but I think it's, it might be even a pain for these guys to put these together and then have a compilation. They've got, they've got their own jobs to do over and above this. So I do think we get some disparity early in the season. The one guy didn't even have Watertown on his list for top 10, and they were in the finals last year. Well, that, that I can't – I have a hard time believing that it was missed altogether in the top 10. Yeah. Anywhere in the top 10. They went to the finals, and they didn't lose anybody. They should be right back in there again. Yep. Um, so you don't know how much time they spend on these, but the obvious things jump out like that because I read these two – every weekend it's and it's very interesting yeah we're going to the announcers now okay here's the Mets announcers there's Gary Ryan and Keith um I watch all the Mets games locally on SNY or their local feed um elite the local announcers you get them uh here's the twins announcers you got Roy Smalley of Troy, uh Justin Morneau along with Dick Bremer local announcers compared to when you watch the game on Fox here's the guys for Fox the local announcers get more of a okay. You get that hometown feeling because they can tell you more stories, but they're not making it like your high school hometown team, whether they're he likes to do this, this, and part time. But you get more of your team stories. They're like, hey, this guy when he just came up from the minors, they got a little more meat on that. When it's local stories, the national guys are just trying to plug the big name players, and that's it. But here you got your we go to the twins, with the exception of Buxton and uh Carreos, they're all that, that's what two stars. The rest you want to hear their story, what's all about them. Yet when the twins are on the national game, you're gonna hear nothing but Buxton and Carreros. That's it. Now, if you get the MLB app, you can watch the local feed from other areas. I was watching a Pirates game the other day, Bob Walk doing the game, great job. The Tigers, those guys do a good job. Um, the Giants have some good announcers. Because you just get the hometown feed, and that's something different. It's more fun than the national. That's my opinion. Um, and radio is another side altogether because they're trying to paint that picture because you can't see on the radio side. Still give me that hometown feel. But do you think the national announcers, Dan, do too much on focusing just on the superstars and not the rest of the team? Yeah, they uh... – and I think with their pre-production meeting as well, they're going to say who we're going to focus, what's the bullet points, 
what's the stories we have to have the background done on? So we when we show video later, we've got to have that already to show uh, the story, you know, what, what's all being covered. But they have to focus on being neutral, first of all, which is hard, and then just covering the, some of the big, big names. Uh, and you're right. When you go to the MLB app, you can go to the game that you want to watch, and it lets you drill down into the home or away team on the radio or the home or away team on TV. Yeah. Covering or the national game. So you can get a very different perspective. A lot of folks, I don't throw, I don't know if they're aware of that, but you can click in and listen to some of the, some of those different broadcasts. There's some very good announcers out there that we don't and hear. A lot of them are free. It's not a pay system either. You can get it for free too. The app, you get a different game every da- night. So. And I think that, I don't know this for a fact, but if you're if you're a driving truck or if you're a over the whole over the road trucker, you know you get an app like that and you can tune into a bunch of these games regardless of the time of day, and you can pick up a lot of if you're in your car a lot a lot of different games with a lot of different perspectives all for this free app. Oh yeah, well, and sometimes on the app, like I, I got it where I listed the Mets with my team, so I get all the Mets games, but they also offer a free game of the day. Now sometimes. Yeah. It may be the one o'clock game in Chicago for the Cubs. Sometimes it may be the ten thirty starts. It's the Arizona game or San Diego game. That's the way it is. But if you're a night owl or an early bird, good. But you know, most of them are going to be your seven eight o'clock game. But you'll have the West Coast games on there, which on a weekend isn't so bad. But yeah, I really suggest you you know give the local guys a shot. You know, like I said, we got our rotating guys there with the Twins. Um. The Mets have other guys. Ron Darling does some national games, too, and I think he's one of the best in the business for that. Uh, Keith Hernandez, I'll tell you right after we do a Mets game, the stories you've heard about Keith as a player, about being a pompous jerk, yeah, that's still kind of true as an announcer, but he's honest when he's telling you if a guy's doing good or bad, he doesn't say all the Mets players are the best and the rest of the league stinks. That's what they like with these guys. Their whole team is doing bad, and same with the Twins. They'll say it. This guy's not doing well. You know, that's why I kind of like about them too, you know. That's it. And it's a competitive group too because they get ranked and rated just like major league umpires as well. And the oh, bottom yeah, ones that aren't that good are going to be out and the young up-and-coming folks are going to be coming in and slide into their place. So they're fighting for their job on an annual basis every year as well. Well, that's how you get the national jobs. But I remember back in the day, it was two guys. The Twins have these three rotating. They had Jim Cott today who usually does Yankees games. So you don't get that camaraderie of the same two guys all year. Yeah. Radio, you mostly do. You know, it's been Corey Provost or uh, yeah, Corey Provost and uh, Dan Glenn on twins here for a while. So they've been there together for a while. Or when it was Herb Carneal and John Gordon, they'd been together for a while. You get to feed off each other. That's pretty good stuff there too. I, I like uh, personally what the local is for the twins. For instance, if you go back a screen, you know, the Latroy Hawkins is good, but you're going to hear a, from a pitcher perspective right? what the pitcher's doing, what he's throwing, and what's he going to do to the hitter. Whereas you listen to Justin Morneau, it's all about the hitting. What is the batter doing? How, what's it, his approach to the plate? Uh, it's very, very different. Both are good. They're not, not – neither one's right or wrong. But when Blylevin was doing it too, Burp Blylevin, you got a very focus on the pitching. It was all about the pitching. That, I think I feel like the Mets, it's a three-man booth with a pitcher and a hitter in there. If they, had they Latroy, do, okay. If they had Latroy, uh, Justin, and Bert and uh, Dick Brammer in there, that'd be fine. Yes. Latroy, I know Latroy does a lot of work with the team at spring training. So when our young pitchers up, he's always telling the stories, 
Hey, when I worked with him this spring, I was talking to him yesterday, you know, they're the unofficial coaches or the spring training appointees or whatever they call it, you know, but if the twins would go to a three man booth with Latroy and Morneau and Bremer, that'd be okay. I'd be all right with yeah. that. Cause just yeah, and some, and some like them. And if the broadcast is on, it's not who they want. They'll turn it off and listen to it or not watch it on, on television. You know, some are, okay. some are very favored. Some are such big fans. Twins fans will just have it on regardless, but, uh, it's a very different flavor to the broadcast, depending on who's the other man in that booth. Right, right. Because, and Latroy is very passionate. I mean, he's not excited like Harry Carey type passionate. But like, if we do bad, like there was a, a game the other day, pitch was outside, and Latroy forgot his mic was on, and he disagreed with the call. That's all I'm going to say. Huh. Um, it wasn't bad enough where he got fired or fined, but. Well, he pulled that line pretty close, you know, but that's what I like. I like the Harry Carey passionate where, you know, it was a little overworked, but local announcers to get a chance to catch them on other formats. That's a good deal. Nothing against these guys on the national. They're great, but we're homers here. Speaking of the twins, here's the attendance. I just put the top 10 and the bottom 10 um, right now, average per game. Uh, Dodgers are first, Cardinals are second. Cardinals can go 0 162. They'd be in the top 10 for fans. They're just passionate fans there in St. Louis. Atlanta being the champs. Of course, they're going to have fans. They got over a million people already. They got 28 home games in, too. So <clears throat> uh, the Padres are good. So those are all the way to Cubs and Boston are 9 and 10. But then again, they're always going to draw well, too. Look at the bottom 10, number 22, Minnesota. We're a first place team. Tampa Bay, playoff contending team. Tampa Bay's never been able to draw down there. Why there's still a team in Tampa, I don't know. I really don't. Um, but why are the Twins drawing so poorly? Is it is it the weather? Is it the fair weather people don't want to be that cold? I mean, we all wanted the outdoor stadium, so why aren't they going? Good point. Good. And that was one of the one of the big reasons was Minnesota fans wanted outdoor baseball so bad. They wanted this stadium. And I think some of the early articles and the early reviews about getting this filled and getting the thing built is that it held 40, 42,000 fans. And their estimates were, I think, even if they were doing good or bad, they were still going to be drawing 30,000 or more on a, on a game-to-game basis. Well, that is so far proving not to be true. They're having a hard time. You know, drawing twenty thousand fans, and they're did in the first place team. So yep. that is the big thing because now we get a you build this ballpark and all these wild claims of we're going to be selling it out and all these sellouts we're going to have. It's going to push us into contention to be in the playoffs. Well, now we're sitting on a first place team doing well. Weather relatively good. There was some weather bad in the past, but boy, when it's nice, you're still not seeing sold out. We're still not seeing thirty thousand fans. We're seeing twenty thousand, if that. And so that is, I think your point, Andy, is right on the money that uh, we heard a lot of quotes and claims of build the outdoor park and it's going to be sold out 81 straight games. Uh, you know, with, things the to that, first, to that effect. with the exception of their first game, which was a snowed out, they have no makeup games. They're all caught up on their games. They don't have any rain outs or snow outs they got to make up. So I know a couple of years ago we had an issue where we had more postponements than wins for a while there 
but that's here. So why didn't they build it as a retractable roof? I have no idea. They had to have open air. That's what everybody wants. And now we can't get 20,000 in there. Yep. I, I don't know how much has to do with the pandemic. Fans not coming back. I don't buy that because really people are coming back. Everything else is opening and doing fine. It's a, it's a lively scene downtown with the bars and restaurants there. It's, yep. You would think that it would be a very favorable thing to do. It, it's, in my mind, one of the best ballparks in all of Major League Baseball. And we're still Easy. not getting 18,000 fans. Easy to get in and out of. You know, the parking is right there. It's one of the best. But I would, I would expect it to be in the top 15, if not the top 10 on an annual basis for the fans uh, and the stadium that we have here in our midst. But we're ha- hanging out there at spot number 22, Andy. 22? Yeah. In first place. Right. So you almost have, one could argue the fact by saying, how much more are we going to draw? How much better, better can we do? We already have a first place team. We've got a great stadium. So we what, are, is, what is the problem? Buxton, who's a fan favorite. Granted, he's batting 200, but a fan favorite. They love him. You brought in the guy from Houston. So they're spending a little money. We're That's the well. other thing that the Minnesota Twins fans have always had a gripe about. The Griffith family never spending money, always being cheap. Polad spending very, very cheap. Now we get some owners. We've got some money coming out. We're going after free agents. We're bringing in the big names, bringing in the big name players, going out there doing these deals. And I, I kind of personally thought that that would push us to that next level. We're going to be in the in the hunt as far as attendance with all these big teams. Right. It's really not. It's it's kind of not it. It's it's not panning out. It's a nice stadium. I love it, but uh, and it's not like we're in first place with a cruddy record. We're one of the top records in the in the league, all of the league. I mean, they, they rank the top ten teams for power rankings, and we're nationally in the top ten. Top ten pitching, we're nationally up there. So it's not like it's a smoke and mirrors. It's two games above five hundred, but you're in first place. No, we are, and in they're really place. living off promotions as well in every home game there's some kind of promotion in the past there would be a weekend game or two that would have some promotion event but boy almost every game now has something featured and they still can hardly draw 20,000 fans outdoors nice weather Uh, it's an interesting it's a good soapbox topic I think and and, you know you could say well geez you've played Detroit and Kansas City and Cleveland big deal okay our next homestand coming up is I think it's Tampa Bay and Toronto or Tampa Bay, New York or something. We got a nice big homestand coming up with teams that are contenders. School's going to be out. Those numbers better go up or else, again, why? Yeah. Why? No. And that's the it's the difference. I don't know. You mentioned that you know the Cardinals are the second second biggest team, yeah. and it's regardless of the record. Uh, Tampa Bay also regardless of the record. No one goes there. I know it's a bad stadium, but. They were a, a number one team for many, many years, and yeah. people just don't go to indoor Tampa Bay Stadium. You can't give away tickets for that, you know. No, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma to have. I think St. Louis, the Cubs, Boston—they're all going to be in the top ten no matter what the record. Yankees, Mets, Dodgers—they're all going to be up there no matter what the record. So that's those five are filling for sure. Um, Pittsburgh's got a decent stadium. Oh, they, very nice. Um, I guess we would just go. They got a fun young team to watch. Detroit's got a nice young team to watch. I guess if you're the fan, especially on a weekend, walk up and buy a cheap seat and walk out down to the front row. They're not going to stop you. 
the sad thing is you can do that right now in Minnesota, and that's sad because we're a contending team, quote-unquote. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting dilemma. So, you know, so that's – I think, you know, I, I, like, I love the sport. I, I like watching it on TV. I know people, well, it's boring. There's nothing going on in the game. Well, the minor leagues has their things to keep you interested in going. The pros try to, but the pros try to remember they're not going to kill three, four minutes in between innings to have you come out and run around in a samurai suit either. You know, well, the I mean, the food options are phenomenal. Beer options are phenomenal. Yeah, it's not just a couple brands of of lower end beer. It's anything you can think of. But then again, it's also not a sport. Uh, it's very expensive to go to a Twins game with the parking the ticket prices, the food, the drink, and everything like that. Well, so you got this economic, socioeconomic issue coming into play, too. It's not just anyone can go to a ball game, but the, the food options, the drink options, if you're going to sit in the covered seats or the shade, if it's sunny, yep. you can. If you're going to sit in the sun, you can. The seats are all over the way that this, 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 the stadium is angled with the sun setting. You could get wherever you want to sit, and you'd be – perfectly comfortable even when it's chilly yeah and you know you talk about the, the vending prices yeah you know they'd be expensive but you know what that that's just we know that walking in the door you know that it wasn't the pga golf tournament last week did you hear about that no can of beer can of mick ultra 18 dollars at the pga golf event even the other golfers are going are you kidding me 18 dollars for a can of beer you know so they and you you call order tickets. It's all on here now. It's all on your phone. So you don't have to deal with the ticket agent yet. They're still charging you a four dollar processing fee for what? No one's processing anything. So I don't know if people yeah. get part of that part of it where they're getting feed and nickel and dime to death because they're thinking the teams are making up money they lost through pandemic or what. I don't know, but. <sighs> Yeah, the oh, Twins have this promotion, $9 seats. Well, they're in the $9 seat section, too. You're not setting mine on plate for $9, kids. Just yeah, stop that bus right there for you too excited. But, you know, it's going to the movies ain't cheap either. Yeah, yeah it's $4 or $5 for a ticket, but that's $6 for a popcorn. So if you know that's what's going to be, it is what it is. Um, baseball, to me, you're going to get more memories taking your kid to a baseball game than any of the other four major sports. That's just my opinion. Because as a child, it's a little slower moving. They can enjoy it. Yeah. There's too much going on in football. Dad can't stop and explain to the kid what's going on. Because there's plays, boom, 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 boom. You know. Hockey, it just – in basketball, it is what it is. You can't really see – it's go, go, go. You can't explain to what's going on. So that's why to take your child to a ball game. Oh, yeah, and hockey, they flip pucks up in the crowd in hockey. But you got a better chance of walking out with a souvenir at a baseball game than you do anything else either. I don't see a lot of footballs being thrown up to the crowd. I don't see a lot of basketballs being thrown out in the crowd. You think the the Twins, because they have their AAA team in the same across town, impacting their attendance and whatnot as well, and vice versa? I do. I'd rather go to a Saints game than a Twins game because – I'm sorry. I like CHS field better. That's me. I just really, that feel I like better. Um, I just sight lines from the few times I've been to both. 
Yeah, I lucked out and got the great seat at CHS. I don't know, but I yeah, like that's, a, that's an excellent minor league field. Yeah, you know, um, and just the whole with the teams being close, I get why they're close. So if you have to call up a guy, it's not flying him in from Denver to Minnesota for your AAA team or wherever it was before. But I think maybe sometimes you could be too close, especially if your minor league team is contending. Hey, Jake Cave. Great player. He's been in St. Paul all year. If I want to watch Jake Cave, because my kid likes Jake Cave, I'm going to the Saints games instead. Yeah. You know, um, or whatever other pitchers, you know, if so-and-so gets hurt, I'll go down to St. Paul watch his games for a couple weeks instead because it's right here. Yeah, um, I've had that come up uh, when, when folks are doing some rehab assignments down in, in AAA. It's, you know, the text will come in saying, hey, you want to go to a – Saints game, so we can see uh, up close and personal, big big name rather than going to the target field. You, know, you can't; yep. it's very accessible to do that. Yep. And so, yes, I like I like the fact the Saints are AAA. Don't get me wrong; draws them more. Maybe be more fun if maybe okay they were the Brewers AAA and our AAA was in Wisconsin somewhere where it wasn't so close. Yeah. You know, to go see your favorite, you know, but that's yeah. Previously. The Twins had the AAA in Rochester Red Wings, I think, and New York was the yep. Rochester team. And so yep. here it's very close, but the argue, one could argue, is it is it too close? It's too close, um, yep. I have – we didn't touch on NHL hockey yet. You're a big yep. hockey playoff. Tonight's matchup, 7 o'clock, the puck drops, Rangers and Hurricanes. Are you going to watch that? Hurricanes are a good club. Um, Rangers are the Rangers. So – I like, that's I said, the last of that second round playoffs. It's going to be ending tonight. All the other teams are the field is set here for the final four for the conference finals starting this week. But that match tonight is uh, game seven. Always fun. But like I told you before, I'll take the Stan- Stanley Cup playoffs over the NCAA tournament every day for thrill of the game and exciting games. I'll watch Stanley Cup playoffs over NCAA basketball tournament. Good. That so that'll fun. be tonight. And then I've got a uh, – my trivia question is the answer. Yes, your answer, sir. Boston Celtics, Al Horford. How many games okay. do you think he's played in his career with never making the finals? 89. No, one more pick. It's a little higher than that. 95. It is 141 games. Jesus. He's played 141 NBA playoff games in his 14-year career and never – has played in the finals. So exciting, exciting for him. That's almost two seasons. That's almost well, that's, two extra seasons. I was, I was wowed by that. Uh, you know, imagine how many guys make it to the NBA and don't play that in their career. He has played 141 postseason games uh, in the postseason and uh, never made it to the finals. So he starts Thursday hats off to him. Uh, that'll be the first time playing in the NBA finals for Mr. Al Horford. And he plays for Boston. It's the Celtics against the Golden State Warriors. Seven best of seven games. Warriors and six. Warriors and six. Is that your call? Warriors and six. Right I don't now. have them, but that's interesting. Print it right now. Be good. Both so number one seeds knocked out from the east and the west, and um, no number one seeds are, are left. So it's down to those two, two teams. Like we said, that'll wrap up. The NHL is going to wrap up. College baseball. And softball are into their – are the conference finals now done? Is they, NCAA? They, had, they announced the seats this morning on, on the Deuce on ESPN2. We'll cover that then. 
more in depth next week on the show. You'll see that on social media throughout the week. Um, get the ESPN app so you catch the games during the day. Um, not to take away from your job at work. Of course, you're at work to work, but something to listen to or have on your phone to check the scores every now and then. And for amateur baseball town ball, they're uh, over the hump of those first first couple of week one, week two, playing non-conference uh, exhibition scrimmage games uh, to say they still count, but they're still uh, – now we're getting into the league action now. This week, things are going to get interesting, and you'll see those standings bounce around to reflect that it's going to get good and guys who play college baseball that aren't in the tournament are going to be home now playing on the local hometown teams and uh it's going to be fun to watch this time of year yep follow us on twitter we'll be uh, sharing everybody's posts local teams uh kips posts to retweet the local teams we follow retweet their scores and schedules so follow us on twitter sports and songs one on twitter awesome have a good week everybody yeah see ya see ya